this recording here. Okay. So we are talking about a product launch. Yes. Core access. I think that's what I'm gonna call it. You see that you sent me something yesterday. Um, sorry, I missed that. No, you're fine. I figured we would have plenty of time to talk today. I just wanted to come as prepared as possible. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. Um, what I'm going to do. with me, my computer is being a, a jerk. I have tons of questions, but I know that you have a lot to tell me, so. <laughs> or at least so you hope. <laughs> uh, let me see here. I'm gonna share my screen with you in just a second. Yeah. I'm going to use a here. Boom, there she is. Oh. So. <laughs> is this me? No, not you. Oh, okay. Um, this is, well, it's you in terms of what you're trying to do, right? Okay. Not you personally. Um, so you have a new product, okay? Um, and as you know, as we've talked about before, products get commoditized. And so we have to talk about <clears throat> offers. What is it that we're offering? Well, when we talk about what we're offering, what we're really talking about are, are what are the results that we're going to promise. So what are the results that we deliver with our offer, which is made up of products, okay? Okay. Um, and so that's why I wanted you to, to think about what your vision is, because that's the thing, the two things that we have to define are number one, what is that end state? What is that absolute end state? of where we want someone to be um, and what they're going to receive, okay? From using this offer. Then we have to define clearly who they are, okay. right? And we're saying who they are today because what we're going to do is walk them through a process to get to that end state. Okay. Okay, so for example, um, Usain Bolt did not become the fastest man in the world when he was and set all those world records just by waking up one day and saying, I'm going to be the fastest man in the world. Or because his coach woke up one day and said, you're going to be the fastest man in the world, right? There was a point in time where a coach identified Usain Bolt as being a candidate for being the fastest man in the world. 
and then they defined that result, right? Right. And there was a process that they had to go through to get there. It's the same thing that you have to do here with your, okay. with your customers. Okay. Um, so let's start at the end here and let's talk about result. What is the result that this offer is going to deliver? What is the end state that this offer is going to deliver? Um, I would like it to be able to deliver uh, operations and streamlining and professionalism for small businesses. Okay. Um, that's very fuzzy and unclear. So um, um, tell me, dig deeper into that is, is really what I want you to do for me. Um, so um, I guess I was like breaking it down in my head of each component that the service offers. So as far as like email marketing or like um, text uh, CMS marketing um, for like a lot of boutiques that I know women who have boutiques, they want to be able to make their boutique seem like a Fashion Nova or a JCPenney's, even though it's smart. And I feel like a lot of the components that are included in the product can help them give their boutique the same appeal. Okay. So, so like using Salesforce and stuff like that. Okay. Um dig deeper there. So what is it really? What is it really that they are trying to create? What is that dream state that they're trying to uh, create? Let me, I'm gonna show you um, another way of looking at this to ask these questions. What the heck did I do with my Zoom window? <laughs> Lost my Zoom window. <laughs> um, so here's another way of looking at this, okay? We're defining the after state. What do they have? What do they feel? What does the average day look like for them? What is their status, if you will, in their industry, in, in their world? Um, and what's good? Not, not so much evil as so much on the after state, but what's, what's really good? What are their wants and aspirations? Um, so we're, we're trying to define that after state. So is the after state that um, you're helping them with effective communications with their, and I'm just making this up, okay? Um, effective communications with their clientele um, to keep, you know, to build relationship, to ascend them on the, on the value ladder. I don't know. Um, I just kind of made that. But I really, I really do like to focus on like the customer journey or the customer experience. Okay. So you're trying to help them deliver better customer experiences. Right. But also 
Well, yes, because if they have streamlined their business, then they're going to produce more and be more efficient and make their customer experience even better. Yes. Right. So that's the that's the feature. Um, the benefit is the, the the better customer experience, and that's what you're selling. You're selling a better customer experience, right? That's the after state. But now we have to define that. And what I mean by that, it, to give you a practical example, is um, I went to um, uh, Charlotte about six weeks ago. And when I went to Charlotte, um, I had not consciously been to Charlotte for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so I knew some people who lived in Charlotte, Jacinta being one of them. Um, and I asked several people, Jacinta included, for recommendations of restaurants, right? Um, and I said, what are your top 10 restaurants? And one person said to me, oh, I I'm so excited to do this for you because I'm an absolute foodie and I can tell you all the best places in Charlotte to go, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, she, she actually sent me like 25 places on this list, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and I hadn't really looked at the list in any depth until I was within Charlotte's city limits, just because you know how life is. Yeah. By then I was hungry and I'm in Charlotte. So I was like, let's, let's start to compare these lists that people sent me and figure out what's out there. And I started realizing that the list that she sent me was a basically Yelp, mm. right? She, and, and, and so she called herself an absolute foodie. Now, I happened to have a conversation with her last week when, <laughs> um, on an unrelated but still food matter. And she, was, and she said, oh my gosh, I just tried Vietnamese food for the first time. I really got to start, start eating stuff other than American food. Like I've only oh my eaten goodness. American food my entire life, right? Um, and Is she a millennial? No, no. She's oh. in her, I would guess she's in her 60s, right? And, and so, you know, at that moment, I, I had to say, so how in the world did you tell me five weeks ago that you were a foodie? And then send me a list of Yelp reviews in order. Like, that doesn't add up. So right. when you say make the customer experience better, mm. the definition of better is extremely subjective. Okay. Okay. I see where you're going. <laughs> okay. So let's define when you say we're making the customer experience better, what are we talking about? What, what is that state that, that someone is going to have, that experience that someone's going to have that you're going to help them be able to deliver for their customer? What is that experience they're going to have to be able to deliver to their customer? Um, this is kind of hard. Okay. So... Like I said, I think that this product will help streamline their internal process, which will increase a better experience. But what does better mean? Better means um, like clear communication. Can that be a thing? Okay. I, again, let's get a little Deeper. bit more. Mm -hmm. So I guess the reason I said that is because 
now that you've introduced me to automations and now I see so many businesses that don't have automations and then the communication is all over the place. It's not clear. So I'm like, okay, well, me and this person signed up for the same process or the same service, but we're getting two different interpretations of what is happening right now. And it's because you haven't taken the time to make a clear path or a clear journey for your clients or your customers because you don't even right. you don't even know what automations are you, okay. just, you don't even know the importance of it okay um, or how to utilize it but it's not about automations you know right I, that's just one component I wish I, I wish I could I could uh remember this chick's name I just found this woman a couple of weeks ago on Facebook and that's what she's all about she's all about automations in your small business and so I I I joined her group because I just was curious. I wanted to hear how she was presenting it because she's very clear. It's all about automations. And yeah, like I'm listening to her and I'm thinking, nobody knows what you're talking about, mm. right? Because you're, yes, what you're saying is right, but nobody understands that because you're talking about an automation to streamline this, to streamline that, but they don't know what that means. Yeah. Right. What's the benefit? What's the what will they have? What would their customer feel? What will they feel on the outside of that? So when now there is streamlined communications, does that look like um, more people taking advantage of your sales and specials? Is that streamlined communications? Um, is is streamlined communications? Um, it could be even be internal communication for that matter with your other. Right. Uh, people within your your um, your business, right? Um, is streamlined communications where now you're fixing their appointment settings, uh, appointment booking. So like my son, this literally just happened 10 minutes ago, like right before you called, right before we got on, right? My son, unfortunately, hurt his hand on Friday. Um, he cuts his own hair. He's been doing it forever. Um, does a fantastic job, better than pretty much any barber <laughs> he hasn't been to the barbershop in a long time but he hurt his right hand and he can't shape his hair up and you know school starting so heaven forbid um he's got to get it and you know dad can't do it anymore <laughs> um so is this your baby who's just turned 17 yes okay um, he's adorable no oh, thank you um and so he gets on a barber's website and they want him to book an appointment. No problem. He's trying to book the appointment, but the, the, the program that they're using won't work on his phone. Oh, He can't book the appointment on his phone and he's getting frustrated. Mm -hmm. That's also streamlined communications, mm -hmm. right? Then that, what, whereas that streamlined communications, streamlined communications is also all of the messaging that happens after. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, he he books the appointment between now and the time of his appointment. Okay, streamlined communications is also then the reality that if you're getting your hair cut, how often do you need it to get cut? Right. Well, is it every two weeks? Then are you going to communicate with me every two weeks now to remind me to book an appointment? Mm. That's all streamlined communication. So you again have to be clear what you mean by streamlined communications okay that makes sense yeah i'm following for sure 
right? Think of like, for example, what I did with the, um, with the um, as seen on logos, right? It's all about credibility. And I'm very clear that what I'm helping you do is build credibility with your ideal customer. So when your ideal customer searches for you, looks for you, sees you, they'll see as seen on logos. And then when they search for you, they'll find these articles that were written, which builds credibility for your brand, which helps you um, stand above and set apart from your competition. Now, there are tons of ways that you can build credibility. Mm -hmm. Right? But I'm being very clear. That's, this, is, this is what I'm doing and this is how. So what does it mean to streamline communications? Well, you know, streamlining the communication is not my main focus. <laughs> okay. Now what is your main? That's fine. Whatever your main focus is, what is your main focus? I guess my main focus, I want it to be operations internally. Internal operations. Okay. Yes. And I want to help them build a better internal operation to increase their client experience. Okay. So because here, here becomes a question that you have to ask then. Okay. Here becomes a question that you have to ask. Um, which is now when we're looking at, at what's on the screen, when we start to define their before state, the question that we have to ask is, do they feel that their client experience is lacking? You see, because, let, let me put this in, in a very gentle way. What they believe you sell isn't always what you sell. So my credibility bundle is really selling SEO services, but nobody actually understands that that's what they're buying. Mm. That's what it is. Oh. Right? Man, you're good at sales. The problem that they have is they feel like they have a credibility problem because people don't trust them. Mm. So I'm selling you SEO services by solving your problem of feeling like people don't trust you. So that's where the question becomes. So yes, you're going to be solving their, or creating a better customer experience mm -hmm. by focusing on internal operations. Mm -hmm. However, you have to ask that question, do, can they make that leap get going back to um, going back to this to the ultimate result? Can they make that leap? Is are those two things connected there? They may not be in their mind. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. They may not be in their mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, what may be connected in their mind though is profit. If you fix their internal operations, their profit margin will increase. Give you a, a, going back to the same example, and I'm using this because you see, you've seen me do it, okay? So we have this uh, credibility bundle of getting you these as seen on logos, which really has the, the benefit of the SEO, which is really what you're building that's going to be the long lasting thing, right? 
However, I had to also realize in that, that even though they know that they have a, um, a problem with credibility with their audience, the other major problem that they actually have is the fact that they don't know who their audience is and they can't actually talk to their audience. They're having a problem right. talking to their audience. What did I just do last week? Audience week. That's why I did it. I did audience week to lead people to the credibility bundle, mm. right? Because once you have the audience, now you'll realize, oh crap, I need credibility. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Okay. So same thing. Now, I'm not saying that you're wrong. My job is to ask you questions. Yeah. Okay. No, uh, yeah. Make, I love make it. You think. Um, so I'm not at all saying that, that, that you're wrong. Okay. Um, but that's the question that you have to ask. Are they going to equate my internal processes to solving my customer experience issues? And do they believe that they have, they have issues, right? They believe they have issues. That's going to be hard to convince some people who think that their service is like the best out right now. And if that's the case, that's okay. You got to know that that's the ultimate result. And you have to know that that's where they are today. Mm. And then you have to define the- I see what you're saying. So like, like, so like if I was to set them up on like an email campaign, then throughout that campaign, I would give examples of things that I know they're probably not doing and they should be doing. They're like, oh, I didn't even think about doing stuff like that. I thought my experience was, was great. Is that kind of, am I on the right page? That is one way of of doing it, yes. And you can also have other products. So for example, here, let me see. Um, So here's mine, right? So we so you use this concept for everything. Oh yeah. Wow. It's a value ladder. You have to always understand that you're taking someone from this point to this point, and there are steps in between, and we've got to define those steps. Now, sometimes those steps are steps that you're just walking them through mentally, which an email series can do, right? Other times like here with my credibility value ladder, they're actually products. So you'll see here, um, this over here, right next to who became audience, we grew out of this, okay? Um, And then from here, right? So you're finding your dream 100 crew. So this was audience week. Then Mm -hmm. help them find their crew. So that was the offer that I made at the end of dream 100 week of one hot lead every three minutes. Okay. If they didn't want that, I had a downsell for them. So I'm actually selling them stuff on the way to my ultimate result. Wow. Okay. Um, so they bought a course from me. Now in this course, they're learning how to go find their ideal customer. So in audience week, I help them define the, per- the person. They buy a course that helps them figure out where to find the person that they defined. Okay. And while they're going through this course, I bring up to them that, hey, one of the things you need to do is build credibility, right? And it's a so lot you didn't of- even mention that cred- credibility until step three. No, 
Wow. Right? And you need to build credibility. And so now they, they've started finding the people and now I'm saying build credibility. And now I take them to my next offer here at 800 bucks. Right? Right. And so it's the same thing that you can do. So yes, you can think about this from an education perspective. And sometimes it is education. So like there, and inside of the one hot lead every three minute course, when you buy that, then I start you in an education campaign to get you thinking about the next step, which is credibility. Wow. Okay. Um, and so that helps massage your brain through. Likewise, it could be literally, you can define products and, and offers that they walk through all the way up, you know, and stuff that can start super cheap. I'm talking like seven bucks. So like with um, hair, um, this is, it's not done yet because we, we actually um, just are redoing. Uh, so this, I'll show you. These two over here mm -hmm. were Tanika's all scribbled up. She had two of them for what she was doing. Um, and then um, we're streamlining them now. And like when, when I say we, we, we do this and everything. So we're literally talking about uh, we're creating a library and a flow of posts, social media posts. Mm. Okay, social media posts that point to her win the days that she does, which she does on Tuesdays and Thursdays, her lives, right? And those win the days appointed, which is free, appointed to action plans, which she in her membership, she does action plans every single month and she calls them the little challenges inside of the membership. So we're just taking the challenge, packaging it up as an action plan and selling it for seven bucks, right? It's gonna get a result to move someone along the, the, the path of with this action plan, hey, I taught a workshop on how to implement this action plan. Buy the workshop for 49 bucks, mm. right? Okay, you, you, you did the workshop. In the workshop, she talks about joining the society where we'll execute on what you did in the, in the workshop. Mm. all to get them to the ultimate result of 100K in their business. Right? Right. So it's the same thing that we're doing here for you. And you have to think, okay. And so that's the question now is, you know that the ultimate result is fixing their internal pro um, processes. Mm -hmm. okay. That is the big feature right? And that's what most people say, well, I'm, I'm selling, fixing internal processes, right? But what's <laughs> the real benefit of that? And the real benefit of that for them may be, and you have to figure this out for your audience, um, and I'm just spitballing, that it could be you focus on talking to them about their profit margin, because you know they care about that. And that's going to motivate them. Hey, what if I could show you a way that you could increase your profit margin by 20%. I'm just throwing numbers, obviously. 
but you also know that by doing these things, their customer will get a better experience. In other words, by buying my package and getting as seen on logos, you also will get um, SEO value for your website. You follow okay. Me? Where this, gets, yeah. where this gets freaky is now that uh, you start to take these, it's called a value ladder, what you're looking at, it's called the value ladder. And you can stack value ladders on each other. So you know that, and I'm just gonna use this example as, as I laid it out and you can change it, right? So let's say we fix your internal processes, which is the, 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 the feature, but the benefit was I increased your profit margins. I've got ways to increase your profit margins. That's the hook, right? And you know that the, the true benefit is the better customer relationships or the better customer communication, right? Mm -hmm. It then gives you the ability that after you've done this for them, you can point out that, hey, look, you've done this, which has bettered your customer relationship and your customer communications. And now, now that you've started this process, let's start talking about that and start taking you on another value ladder of customer communications even further. Yes, because basically like in them purchasing the core access, eventually I wanna to try to convince them to just hire a virtual assistant who can then manage and do majority of the things that's in their core access toolkit. And so then your virtual assistant value ladder sits on top of your core access value ladder and they connect. And once they get to this stage, then you start ascending them up that value ladder to hiring your VAs. Yeah. yeah. That's the beauty of this. And you just keep stacking these. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so I guess I'm stuck on, I know you threw a random number out there, but I'm stuck on when you said doing this will increase your profit margins. I've never like tried to sell our services by helping them and make more money. But I do think that is a better approach. But is it a safe approach? I feel like a lot of people would then just be like, well, how can you prove this? Or like, what if they don't increase their profit because of other things that are lacking in their business that I have no aware about? So um, the reality there is making promises are, is always up to you on, on what you're willing to do, okay? Because uh, you can always make promises with tons of caveats, mm -hmm. right? Heck, I promise people one lead every, in every three minutes. Like, I mean, could it get a little bit more bold than that? Yeah. <laughs> right? But if you do everything perfectly, yes, you will get one lead every three minutes. And quite honestly, if you got one lead every 15 minutes for most businesses, they'd still be pretty happy. Yeah. Right? Because they'll right. also see all the corners that they cut. Um, so you don't have to define it that way where you put a number. You could just say increase your profits. You could just say, uh, you know, anything along those lines without giving a hard and fast number, right? And then use testimonials to prove 
the increase, right? Oh. Uh, they increased my profits by 23% and by 15%, by whatever, right? Uh. Uh, and so you can take it that way. You don't have to make the bold promise um, in that sense. Um, you could also um, go the exact opposite way uh, instead of making the bold promise and make a declaration of waste. So I did a post um, in a community two weeks ago, actually, um, two weeks ago, tom tomorrow, tomorrow will be two weeks. And it has gotten, I mean, it, for this community, it went viral. It's not a huge community, but I think like 25% of the community has commented on it. Okay. Wow. Um, and my post said, you are wasting your subscription because it it's a subscription community where most people paid about 10 grand to be in. I'm like, you're wasting your subscription. I got everybody to read it. So you could also go the other way. Like you are literally, um, you know, you're talking about like, and you can relate it to industries, to salons. You, right. can, you can, you know, talk about, you know, I don't know. Um, you're sweeping away and your profits because they all sweep floors, I guess, um, or whatever. Yeah. Right. So you can also go that other way of, of that, that shock and awe of you're wasting a lot. You're wasting a ton. And so you're not making a promise. You are telling the truth. And then the burden is on you to be able to show them that they are wasting, which usually isn't that hard to do in most small right. businesses. Right. Right. Um, and people will act more on fear than they do on love. So I will, telling me that I'm wasting money is probably- Right, like you're leaving money on the table. Well, no, you're not, they're not leaving money on the table. They're throwing it away mm. because they're getting the money and then they're not keeping it. Versus leaving money on the table would, would mean that the money was there, but you never got it. They got it because the people paid them but then they squandered it. And hey, that could be, um, that could be a step in your process here of if you could do a, an evaluation, okay? Um, might even be able to do this in SurveyMonkey. I'm not 100% sure. But if you can be creative enough to do an evaluation to ask um, questions that based on their answers, you can guesstimate how much money they're losing. Um, I've got a friend down in Australia. He's a, a, a physio, um, um, you know, he does, um, you know, massage and all that type of stuff, right? Um, down there, um, all about your health and stuff. And I watched him do this in the first part of this year, go from basically just having a contact form on his website to creating, which he spent a lot of time doing, and you wouldn't have to go this far, but he created an assessment that people went through. And when they were done, it gave them a health score that scared the mess out of them. And then he said to them, okay, you know, so they got the, the score and then he gave them 
the plan of how to go from their bad score to a good score using him. And he says that that has sent his um, lead rate through the roof, like the quality and everything. Yeah, I've been wanting to do something similar, but I don't know exactly what I'm trying to prove, but I do know that people who come to us, they don't really know how to delegate or a lot of business owners are like not even want to hire a virtual assistant because they don't even want to try to figure out how to utilize them. Well, that's long. We're not even there yet on, on a virtual uh -huh. assistant, right? We're still talking about this. So for example, um, so in, in the bar industry, overpouring is a big issue, right? Uh -huh. Um, and so there are a lot of assessments about overpouring and how do you determine if the, how much overpouring is actually costing your bar, right? If you're going after salons, if that's your who, right? And so you have to be really specific about the who. So I'm going after these types of salons and that's it, nobody else, uh -huh. no other industry, right? Then you do an assessment for salons. There've gotta be markers that will say how much money a salon is losing. Um, so, oh my gosh, I forget the book. Completely forget the book. But there's a term called the um, economic engine. Every business has an economic engine, okay? Um, and you can define them by industry, but you can get specific down to each individual business. The key is in an economic engine, it is the one or the one set of metrics that completely determine the success of the business. Mm. Okay. So for example, um, for a catering company, it may be the number of hours that the stove is on or the stove fryer oven combination, whatever that may be. Interesting. Right? There is a number or a, sorry, a metric or a set of metrics that determine, are you being successful? For salons, there are those metrics. If you can figure those out, you can create the assessment. You can have people do the assessment, fail the assessment, and then tell them, hey, we can help you take the score from here to there. And here's how we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. So like realtors, um, I want to say they spend too much gas running from house to house. Well, <laughs> that may not necessarily be the, is the right. and that's why it's industry specific and you really got to, to, to consider. So is your who the salon? Um, what's your, in, who's the industry? Can we say like nonprofits or it has to be like a type of nonprofit? It would have to be a type of nonprofit because they all won't, you know, a church versus, right. um, you know, a dog shelter. Um, I don't want to say salons because we don't really work with any stylists, but we could with core access. So can we say business coaches? So you want to, okay. So your who are business coaches? 
right? Mm -hmm. So if you're who are business coaches, then you, if you want to go the assessment route, right? Mm -hmm. um, Then you need to figure out what are those factors that drive their business and create an assessment around it. So factors could be something like they need credibility for people to even hire them as a coach. No, 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 no. Economic engine factors. So for example, um, I would, a a question would be, um, could be how many hours are you spending per day or per week answering emails, text messages, or other forms of communication like Facebook Messenger. Why? Because those are non-billable hours. Right. And if they're spending a ton of time on non-billable hours, that's affecting them, right? Um, that could be a question. So, and, and you can say, you know, if your answer is, you can put a range, one, three, five, seven, if you're doing it per day or whatever, right? right? And mm-hmm. anything over one is a negative grade or however you, you determine it, right? Because it directly affects right. your activity. So this is going to bring their score down anyways. It's going to bring their score down. So anyways. I just have to ask questions to, I have to like, it's going to be hard for me to think about the questions in a reverse way. Like, yeah, I'm asking these questions, but they need to be questions that's going to drive their score down. Well, for the benefit, right? You see, you can just think of what the items are and then formulate the questions around it, right? Okay, um, yeah, for a business coach, you know, um, social, how much time do they spend social media on on social media? Might might be another one, okay, Um, um. For a business coach, um, which this will be a hard one to ask the question around, but there are a lot of business coaches who they're coaching on the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Mm. And they haven't systemized it. So we can have this conversation and I can just pull up this doodle. But every time they have this conversation, they're always recreating this doodle right right well guess what that wastes time yes okay um so you know you can ask questions like that and 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 find where places where they're necessarily bleeding right okay then pare that list down to the questions that as you know, you're going to help them build automations that those automations are going to solve. Yeah. Right. Um, because obviously, if one of the questions is that, you know, your your kids are constantly getting sick. Right. Or, or like if we were working with lawyers, I see there's a call tracking app. We can say, like, how often are you not tracking your calls? Well, no. Well, how often are you? you know, how, how many times per week are you losing information from calls? 
Oh my God, this is going to be so hard. <laughs> I get it, but I just have to like reprogram my mind to even think about how to ask questions that way. So the, what you're trying to ascertain is what is the problem that they're having? So now let's go back to... Uh, let's go back to this here. Remember, you're looking at their before state. What do they have? What do they feel? What's the average day? What's their current status in life? What's the bad that's going on? Like, what are the problems they have right now? Right? So right now, and what are their frustrations and fears? Right now, they feel like they don't have enough hours in the day. Why don't they feel like they have enough hours in the day? What are they spending their time on that makes them feel like they don't have enough hours? Right? Yeah. Um, right now, for the lawyer, if you were doing this for them, it's that their, their briefs are incomplete because their assistant isn't getting all of the information that they needed from the, the, the meeting, okay? And that's, yeah, that's a real thing. Like, I just had that happen to me with one of my assistants and, and, and she was like, hey, I need this. And the person who did the recording sent me the recording, but didn't send me the password. I'm like, well, I can't get it to you, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, what, what's the challenge that they're having? What's the problem? What's the pain that they're in? And once you, you start to consider what's the pain that they're in, you ask the questions that will get you the answers to that pain that will quantify how much pain that then builds your assessment. Okay. Um, I would, so now let's start talking a little bit. Does this make sense? Yes, it makes sense. It's just going to take a while for me to process it. I know. And it takes yeah. a while for everyone to process it. Okay. Um, it's not easy, which is why most people fail at this. I'm just being completely honest with you because, and why most people just revert back to, I'm just going to sell a product. Yeah. It's so much easier to just say, here's my product. <laughs> but if you do this and spend this time with it, you're going to end up with so much more of um, a rich experience in the end. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so now let's talk about how you actually position this. Your service, your offer, what do you, what's the cost that you're positioning it at roughly? I was thinking like 200. Okay. All right. So we're not going into what it is and <laughs> if, what it's worth. That, that's not this conversation right here. Um, so you're not going to like what I'm going to say to you next. <laughs> um, and that's because 200, what I'm about to uh, suggest to you. You're is that say, way too much? No, you're going to say, I can't afford that if I'm only charging 200. Oh. Um, and so here's what I'm going to suggest to you. If you decide to go the route that we've kind of laid out, going back to the value ladder, we have a, a result that we're trying to get them to, okay? If we want to position a survey or a questionnaire at the front, which is our lead magnet, let's mm -hmm. say, right? Mm -hmm. That's our lead magnet. Then what should come out of this lead magnet is you should book them into a call. 
Mm -hmm. Okay. You should book them into a call to discuss what they put on here and ascertain their viability for your ultimate result offer. And you should pitch them that ultimate result offer on a call. Okay. Okay. Um, now, why am I telling you to do this? I'm telling you to do this because I believe that there are probably other steps in here that you're not yet aware of. And it's not because of you. That's everybody. Um, I went through it with my own stuff. Okay. Um, and it wasn't until I did a bunch of calls and I realized, oh, here's some other things. Here's some other holes. Here's some other holes. Right. It's, it's natural. It's not personal, right? Everybody needs to go through this. So the calls will illuminate some other steps and assumptions. The call will illuminate some other problems that they have that you need to help them over before they can even get to your ultimate result. Mm. Okay. Um, and your, the, the calls will also help you prove that your ultimate result is going to be successful for them. So you're not going to like it because, you know, you're only charging 200 and now I'm throwing on doing what is probably going to be a 30, 45 minute call. And you're like, dude, when am I going to have this time? And yeah, yeah. Either realize that up front, you're going to have lost leader to do this and you're going to lose money on it or, you know, to, to make those, to take those calls and record them and, and think through all of them or raise the price. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I tend to think that you're not going to raise the price because in order to raise the price, you probably need to go north of 600 and that from 200, you're probably not ready to make that much of a jump in order to make it worthwhile to be doing calls. Okay. So the, so is calls something that I can add later or you think I should just start it off with? No, you have to start, to you have to start off talking to your customer. Okay. Right now, everything that we're doing is based on assumption. Okay. And you have to, I remember like with my credibility value ladder and, and, uh, and that bundle, I remember the first calls that I did with that and listening to people and I was like, oh crap, I hadn't thought about that. And oh crap, what do you mean, huh? <laughs> like, oh, you don't understand that. Oh, you know, and you've got to do that because all you're doing right now is making assumptions. And anybody that you show this to, you're either going to give them enough information that they're also going to make the same assumptions as you because that's natural bias, or they're not going to understand enough to actually give you valuable feedback because they're not your tar target customer. So you got to talk to the customer. You're, you're just, you, there's no way around it. Okay. Back not to be successful. Now, after you've launched 15, 20 of these types of things, right? Um, like product-wise and you, you know your customer really, really well, then maybe you don't need the call, right? Um, because then you have a real understanding of how, how they flow. But right now you don't. Right now it's assumption and you've got to prove your assumptions. So, I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> uh, 
I, I, I know you weren't. The other option, <laughs> the other option that you have, um, if you don't do the assessment, okay, is to take that who and lead them. You still need a lead magnet to, to get them in the door, to get them to say, yes, I want more information, to, to get them started on the journey, right? Um, the other option that you have is to lead them to a masterclass where you pre-record um, and have them watch it. Now, what is that masterclass going to do? Well, one, it will talk about all those um, points that we just talked about with the, you know, the different pain points that they have and where they're wasting money. So you're going to talk through that. Instead of having them do the assessment, you'll talk through the assessment and you'll talk through, you know, if you're here, you're probably wasting money. And wouldn't you love to not waste money? And you'll just kind of what we call trial close them all the way through. And then you trial close them all the way through to the call. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so basically I like the idea of the assessment, um, having it on the website based on different categories or should I just focus on one target industry before offering it to a group of different industries? One. Let's get one, let's get it right. And then we can start to, to, to branch. Um, there was a, there's, there's this guy, Jonas. Um, what is his last name? So had to, it was at least a month ago at least um i no not jonas jason jason Gro grossman is his name um yeah i um it was a saturday morning and i woke up early to do some baking and i happened to be on facebook while i was waiting for something which i don't get on facebook too often and when I do, I'll get on Facebook to funnel hack and to ad hack. Like I'm just studying people's ads and their funnels and how they're, what they're selling and how they're building and what, what their offers are and how they line it all up, right? And so I run across this guy, Jason Grossman, and um, his ad was one of those reverse psychology ads. You know, the, wouldn't you like to know how I did blah, blah, blah. So I decided to take a look at it and I did. And I ended up watching an hour and a half presentation. <laughs> okay. Um, Cause I was just really curious about, about the whole thing. Um, and I watched an hour and a half presentation of him talking about generating leads and his lead generation system, right? Now his hour and a half presentation was a pre-recorded presentation or pre-recorded training. So he did a live training on Facebook to his Facebook group, recorded it, and then put it in, in as an ad, as his lead magnet to an ad. That's the masterclass, right? And I'm listening to it. And he hooked me on that front ad with the concept of he had some new way of generating leads. So I was curious what it was. When I'm watching this masterclass, the masterclass was, was, 
targeting um, fitness trainers. Like he was talking to a group of fitness trainers. But his whole point um, in the intro to the masterclass was, hey, you're about to watch this video of, of a training that I did. And although I'm talking to fitness trainers, this applies to every industry. Okay. So he did exactly what I'm telling you to do. He had his core thing and he chose one industry, fitness trainers. He made several million dollars there and then took the exact training for fitness trainers and then went to other industries with it. Yeah. And didn't change a thing. Except put a two minute presentation on the front of it saying, hey, what you're about to hear is for fitness trainers, what a training I did for fitness trainers, but it will work for you too. Yeah. So yes, focus on one, get it right, perfect it, and then we'll move on to the others. This is gonna be the hardest part. Focusing on one. Yeah. That's why there's only one person here. There's not a bunch of them. <laughs> there's only one little guy. Okay. This is going to be the hardest part. Because everyone's uh -huh. been telling me to niche down, but I just haven't. If you didn't get to finish it, go back and listen to Audience Week. Listen to all five days. It'll help. The guy who did it, he's, he's okay. I've listened to a couple of his things. He, he, he does okay. I'm so happy that I talked to you before... You know, I'm a very impulsive person. No, I I hadn't noticed. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I, I wouldn't. Uh, man, I, I can't believe you said that about yourself. I'm baffled. One now. industry. Oh my gosh, I'm not gonna even know how to pick it out. And not just one industry, but narrow it all the way down. So, like, don't just say. We're doing salons. Mm -mm. Nope, you're not just doing salons. You're doing um, salons of this particular type. Right? So I'm doing salons that cater to um, Caucasian hair in a suburban area where the average haircut is blah or whatever, what average services like go all the way down. Talk to them. Because the other side of this, Taishma, that you haven't started really considering yet is where is the who? Where are you going to find these people? And don't tell me, oh, I'm just going to turn it over to my entire database. <clears throat> don't do that. You're going to be like, Ty, where is the launch? It's 2023. <laughs> but this is, this is why launches are hard. However, if you do this work, this is the hard work. Most people spend all the time trying to figure out the product and get the product right and get the product and get the product and get the product. But if you can't translate who you're talking to, what's the journey you're taking them on, and what's that ultimate result? 
Okay, so can you can you give me a little more guidance on how I try to narrow it down? Because all of our goal achievers are like they have they're from all different types of industries. So like, how do I know? How do I know who my focus should be? Is it who who do you make most of your money from, or who clicks on your website more, who responds on your Instagram? Like, where so do I start? Your goal achievers, okay are in all different industries. However, this particular offer is not for goal achievers. This offer preempts someone who is a goal achiever. This offer is designed to help someone become a goal achiever, right? Mm -hmm. So therefore you have go back to our two meetings ago or maybe last meeting, wherever, where you started doing your personas mm -hmm. and say, who are my ideal goal achievers? Who are they? So and it's getting the people who are not there yet there. That, that's, what, that's what you're trying to do with this. Okay. Right? That's what you said to me. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And you're trying to massage people into being your ideal customer by selling them products and services. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's beautiful. It's better than the alternative of wasting a lot of time, okay? So if that's the case, then you have to reverse engineer. So now you go to your goal achievers and you say, okay, in my goal achievers, I define two or three different personas. And these personas are A, B, and C. I'm going to focus on B. And B is this particular persona. So now that is the person that sits right, can you see my cursor? Yeah. That's the person that sits right here. So now what we're defining is who were they before they got here? That's who this person is. But now that persona should already have an industry. It shouldn't be there in 15 industries because then that's not persona. <laughs> Well, yeah, I didn't do it right. <laughs> uh, this is funny because I was like, oh, my personas are developed now. And then I just remember, I don't even have an industry on any of them. And it's okay because that's the point. We're constantly here. I, um, me, which you'll also get when you go through audience. I'm gonna share this with you. Let me see if I can find this really quick. I had it up earlier. Um, I don't have it up right now. Let's see if I can find this really quick. I, had, I think I shared this with you before actually, but I had it redone. Um, Pretty sure I shared this with you before when we talked this the last time. The 10 steps to, to defining your persona. Um, it didn't look anything like this if you have the other one. Um, but yeah, identify your best customers, which we were just talking about, building your hypotheses, interviewing them, finding commonalities, uh, begin building the personas. 
exploring what their pain points are, which is why they can't be cross-industry because pain points are going to be specific per industry. So as you know, how I look at our goal achievers, I look at them as creatives or organizers. And so Mm -hmm. it's easy for me to pick their pain points when I look at them as a creative. I know that you are very creative, but you can't execute anything. You just have all these ideas in your head because you don't know how to accomplish them. You don't know how to execute them. You're not organized. So that's how I speak to them at that kind of pain point, but I don't have like an industry. So take it further because it's, it's one thing to be able to say you're a creative and so you have ideas, but you're not executing. And what we're going to do is help you execute. It's another thing to say, you are a creative um, personal trainer and you have all of these ideas of how you can create classes and have people um, interact with each other and build community, which will increase your bottom line. Those are two different statements. Right. Right. One's industry specific. The other one just says you're a creative and you you're allowing them to self-identify as yes, I am a creative. Right. 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 When you get down to that deeper level, now you're actually talking to them directly. Right. And when you're talking to them directly, they're going to listen to you more. And they're going to want to consume more from you. Right. It's the same thing that you're about to tell. Um, I'm going back to the salon owners for a moment, but it's the same thing you're about to tell the salon owners. Right. Those customers who come in and, and pardon me, because I don't actually know salons. So I don't know why I chose this example, um, but it's uh, it's the same thing that you're, going, you're about to tell those salon owners that communicating to that woman who comes in to get a weave put in is very different than communicating to that woman who needs um, her natural hair taken care of. You can't communicate to them the same. Right. Same thing. They both need their hair done. And so sure, you can say, come in and get your hair done. Right? But being able to say, and again, I'm making stuff up, being able to say to that natural hair woman, are your ends breaking? Are, are, (laughs) versus the weave, you know, did you get in a fight last week? <laughs> but it's when you're able to communicate at that level that you 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 talk straight to them. Talk straight to them. Okay, but I I understand that. I just don't know. Can can you just tell me who my target audience is? No, I can't actually. <laughs> You, you're starting to sound um, like like my wife on that, and she says the same thing. Like, no, I can't. You have to. You have to know that. I, I can't. Oh my can't. goodness, this is so hard. This is like you know, the hardest thing ever. It's it's only hard because you either one want to help everybody, or two don't want to leave any money on the table, or both. <laughs> could be both too right but you're either in that place where it's like but i could be a value to so many different people right or so many different people could use me 
And that is very, very true. But only certain people should use you. Doesn't mean that they others won't. But only certain people should. And those are the people. Those are the people that you're really looking for. Hmm. I don't know. You do know you, and this is the, the funny thing is, and, and and let me let me be be clear with you, okay? You're not alone. Everybody goes through this. All right. Um, I have the hardest time doing my own audience. So you're not alone. I teach this crap and it's still hard for me. Okay. So don't feel bad about that. Uh, and it's a continually, continual refining process over and over and over and over and over again. The key here is you have to make a choice and that's what you don't want to do because you feel like the choice is going to pigeonhole you and leave you in a place where you're not going to be able to get out of it easily, but you have to make a choice. You know, I'm not totally against choices. I do know that once I do niche down, it will be easier for me to target that audience, speak to that audience, train my team on how to work with that audience. I just don't know who I want to work with. But that's why you haven't made a choice. That's the choice you haven't made. Hmm. How long did it take you to figure it out? <laughs> For which business? Um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it is an iterative process because even with traffic ease, I've changed it over time and realize, oh crap, I was wrong about that. Nope, don't want them, right? <laughs> and it's okay. And it's continually refining and it's okay. But you have to make a choice. It could be the wrong choice today, but you have to make a choice and move forward with it. And in moving forward with it, you may realize it was wrong and decide, okay, I need to go a different way and this is why. But not making a choice leaves you in, in this nebulous place of just floating around and never actually talking to anyone hmm. and and you're going to say to me which most people do yeah but i'm making money with what i'm doing right now and what you're saying actually could lead me to stop making money yes it could it absolutely could and the other thing that it will it, it will also do is when you get it right lead you to making more money than you're making right now easier. Hear that? Yeah. Lead you to more money easier. By the way, that's called increasing your profits. Yeah. <laughs> so you, and it doesn't mean that you have to fire any of your current clients. But you, you have to make that choice right now and say, hey, you know what? Business coaches is where it is. But not just business coaches, but I'm looking for business coaches that coach businesses that are blah, blah, blah. Right? Right. Because, um, for example, you know, my wife coaches women on the way to $100,000. Okay her ability to use your service is very different than another lady 
that I know who also coaches women in business, but she coaches women in business for them to, to grow their business for sale. So their businesses are in a much different place, right? There are seven on the way to eight figure businesses. My wife's um, monthly membership is 79 bucks, okay? Hers is uh, five grand a year and her signature program is 36,000, right? Those are two very different business coaches. Right. They both coach women in business, though. And so, yes, not just business coach. And that's why I said not just salon, but salon that services this, this, and this. That looks like this. Okay, I like the idea of business coaches. And run with it. If it and. You have to put a stake in the ground and run. Yeah, I like the ideas of business coaches who are coaching businesses that are already established and not startups. Okay. So then um, within business coaches, there are tons of different types of business coaches. So there are productivity business coaches, which might clash a little bit with what you're doing, um, or maybe not, because maybe they'll understand you better. Um, there are business coaches who are mindset coaches. There are business coaches who um, are helping you grow your, your profits or are very profit-centered, right? Um, there are business coaches who are more on the um, um, employee relationship management side of things. And so they're going to coach you through growing great team. Okay. Um, uh, I know we've talked this before, the B&I triangle, right? Yes. So consider business coaches from that perspective. Let's see if I can find this for you really quickly. Do, 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 do. All right, business coaches. live with that for now <laughs> you said it might not turn out the way that i thought it would. it may not because you may decide <laughs> so looking at the b and i triangle over here there are um eight different areas right and there are business coaches that coach in each one of these areas mm. and so the question is Okay, are, are you looking for business coaches that coach in any one of these specific areas, multiple of these areas, what, what have you, as you start to niche down and define the type of business coach that you're looking for? Because the business coach who is coaching people on cash flow has very different problems and very different pain points than the business coach that's coaching people on legal advice. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. So, um, I mean, I, I mean, I think communications is important. And that's perfectly fine. So that's, you know, people who are doing marketing, um, who are coaching others on marketing. Hmm. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. And that's fine. There are tons of business coaches that are doing that. And they look in a ton of different ways. What kind of ways do they look? They look in, in terms of um, people who are doing uh, TikTok marketing, right? There are mm-hmm. lots of coaches who, who teach you how to market on TikTok or Facebook or Instagram or, um, heck, organic, um, paid, you know, the all those different things, um, press releases and, and everything in between. Um, so yeah, it's huge. Okay. Do you think that business coaches is a good market? It's a huge market and it's really about your alignment to the market and your passion with being able to connect to them and their pain. Okay. If you know that you can translate their pains, you understand the pains that they're going through, then it's a great market because you can talk to them. Okay. This, don't, and don't let the size of the market scare you if you plan to master your communication. So I was listening to something just this weekend and she was talking about, um, this guy who built a, who, who did a post on, on Facebook and 50,000 people um, commented on it. And yeah, 50,000 is a large number, but it's not super large when you're talking about viral posts, she calls it a, a viral post. And they're like, well, it's only 50,000. Like they're viral posts with millions of people. But when you heard this guy's need, I never even heard of this thing before. Um, but when you heard this guy's need, she was like, yeah, there are only 50,000 of them in the entire country. So the fact that 50,000 people commented on his post, like he, mm-hmm. he's, his messaging is so good that he cornered the market. What was he talking about? I don't remember. Um, cause I, it, it was really, it was, it was something like moms who are into curling, like, you know, that sport curling, it, it was, it was weird. And living, <laughs> it, was, it was weird, whatever it was. Um, it was completely unrelevant to anything else. Like I said, I'd never even heard of the industry. Yeah. That he was, um, um, that she was referencing. But the point was, and the point that she was making it is the size of the market doesn't matter if you plan to master the communication of that market. If you do this work and really define the persona, if you do this work and really define the journey that they have to go through and understand what their pain points are and understand where they are and what they're trying to get to and how to get them there, it doesn't matter the size of the market if you can communicate to them effectively. And that's the big if. Okay. I'm feeling pretty good about niching down. Good. Yeah, that was it. I mean, it was hard, but I think that I can relate and communicate really well with a lot of business coaches. That's who a lot of people who are business coaches kind of always come talk to me, ask me for my advice on things. Great. So start there. Find, you said communications. 
great. Let's start thinking about what are the pains and what are the challenges that they're having as it relates now to this offer that you're making, right? Which then highlights the assessment that you're going to create, which then leads to the reason why they need to have a call with you to discuss the assessment, right? So you're gonna highlight the problem, tell them there's a solution and say, let's talk about the plan to help you get there. And that call then sells them the, res the, the solution that gets them the result. Okay. So what if I just put a button on the website to purchase the product? That's not the right way to do this. What if, what if I did that and then scheduled a call? So you can do that. And you still are going to have to master the messaging around it. Right? And you're then asking someone to commit to you before they know what they're committing to. Because unless I have videos that they can watch, like you said, pre-recorded masterclasses, mastermind so classes. Go the masterclass route. Yes, you want to do the call. And you want to do the call. I mean, I hear where you're going, right? Because you want to maximize your time. And that's why I told you this way is going to cost you money. But it's going to save you and make you so much money in the long run because you're going to learn so much. You're going to learn so much because the other side of this is, you know, just the act of talking through your offer to someone else is going to help you understand the assumptions that, are, that were made and the leaps that you took that they did not take with you versus after they've purchased it, the leaps have already been made. So those are the people who are going to make the leap anyway. Yeah. Right? Right. It's, it's like one of, one of the things that, that we've been trying to solve for years in the industry and no one can figure out how to solve it because it's not possible, okay? And here's the question. What search term did you use to find me before you called? No one ever remembers that. Think about when you're looking for something, unless it's a specific thing. Like if you were looking for Domino's pizza, you know you typed in Domino's pizza. Right. But if you're looking for a product or a service and you're doing a search, by the time you do the search, find a website, go to the website and call and have a conversation, you've forgotten the exact search term that you used. Right. But guess what? That business wishes they knew what that search term was because they want to capitalize on it mm -hmm. to find more of you. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing here. If you wait till, till they've purchased, you're going to lose a lot of data. Okay. And you still have to figure out how to find the who. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I just have to develop a whole nother persona. Start from scratch. Well, it's, it should be a persona that is the pre-person of one of your goal achievers. Oh, well, I guess you don't have um, this industry 
So yeah, you do have to start from scratch. Never mind. Sorry. Hmm. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, could I offer this? I feel like I wouldn't mind offering the core access to coaches, but I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to have them as goal achievers. Well, then that's a whole nother problem. Yeah. Then they're not. See, that's exactly what I said to you, right? You can make, you can draw a line in the sand today and tomorrow you'll realize it's the wrong one. You didn't even wait till tomorrow. <laughs> okay. And you, and that's the question because ultimately, again, we're stacking. Here, I'm going to share my screen with you again. Let me see if I can actually do this, make this real for you. Now, this I've never actually done in terms of a demo. We're stacking these suckers on each other. So there's the first result we get them. Here's the second result we get them. And so, yeah, if they're, they don't have a chance to get to this result, if we call this result, um, you know, whatever it is that the goal achiever gets as their result. Is, is a public figure, is that an industry? No. Because believe me, Beyonce has very different problems than Barack Obama. <laughs> Okay. Right, so we're stacking value ladders. And if this who right here is your goal achiever, then the person who comes out of this first value ladder has to become your goal achiever. So if you don't want business coaches as your goal achievers, then we can't sell this first product and this first value ladder based on uh, business coaches. I guess I was thinking about it in the wrong way. I was thinking about it as the business coaches that I want to work with, their clients is who I want my goal achievers to be. So, okay. So then you're going a whole different way. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> All right. Um, which, by the way, we touch in, in audience week too. Um, which is you're talking about dream 100. You're now talking about um, connecting with people who have already congregated your ideal audience. And so, yes, guess what? You can create a value ladder for them, but it may not be product-based. It may be information-based. It may be partnership-based. It may be affiliate-based, right? Right. And so it still would be a, a, a value ladder, but it's a different 
mentality behind it. Because the results are different. Right. And so I need to find my persona so I can find the business coaches who are already working with the people who I want to work with. Right. However, you're not going to... Well, I guess you could. I mean, that would be an interesting way of looking at this. You could sell this offer to business coaches if you find that crosswalk and that's value ladder. And then, um, so then what, what it's called is you move this over here and I don't have a graphic for this. And then what you put in between here is a bridge, hmm. right? And you build a bridge between these two. And that bridge is where your dream 100 introduces you to your ideal customer and you start them on their value ladder. So you take the business coach on this journey here to the result where they're ready to introduce you to people that they know. And then you build a bridge for the two of them to cross. That's a whole different horse of a different color. But you can do that. And that then changes your ultimate result because now your ultimate result isn't then about um, um, streamlining communications or, or better customer service for the, um, the um, business coach. Your result then has more to do with helping this business coach become your affiliate, right? And we had to put that in terms of what that value is to them. So you're gonna teach them how to, how they streamline their internal processes, which raises your overall value and their perception of you in their mind to then have them make a crosswalk, the bridge, over to saying, hey, I know other people who need you too. Mm -hmm. So that is one way to go. That's a longer road. However, it is a road that if you master it will have, it will multiply profits and multiply your 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 results versus um, having your results grow incrementally. If that makes sense to you. Well, it made sense until you said it would be a longer road. Well, it's a longer road because on the first road that we were talking about, you were taking one person and you were walking them through this process where at the end of this process, you are going to show them that, hey, you're ready to be a goal achiever and you're gonna keep on going with them. So you've built the relationship and mm. you keep ascending them. Here, what you're saying is, I'm gonna take this person and I'm gonna build a relationship and ascend them through, get them a result, get them to trust me, then get them to introduce me to new people over the bridge that I then have to, on this bridge, build relationship with so that then I can take those people and ascend them up this ladder. 
So you're going to get more people this way in the long run, but it's a longer process. Does that make sense? Yes. So when you said that I should do a soft launch earlier than the actual launch, when you said that you had in mind that I probably already had my persona ready and everything, or who did you think the soft launch would be with? Yes, I, I figured you would have. Um, and even if you if you don't right now, you have to develop it. You have to develop it. You've got to get some people. So you've got to go out and find some people who are going to be the ideal customer, build enough relationship with them to soft launch this with, to walk them through this whole process. Again, handhold them through their phone calls once again and see how they're responding because that will teach you a ton before you turn it on and invite people that you don't know right. and you don't know what's going on. Um, one question I did want to ask you is, does the product have a hotline if people need help or how do people get technical help? Which product? Go high level. Um, so when you're man, yes and no. So um, you have access to them. Your customers don't necessarily because your customers, it's a white label solution. So they only know that they got it from you. They don't know go high level necessarily. Right. Right. And so they would come to you, you would go to them. So you have to play a bit of that mill. Okay. So you should consider that in your pricing. And um, for all those different platforms that's included, like Calendly and Acuity, is it all in one app? So they're either going to be, um, some of them are natively built in or you'll have to build Zaps um, using Zapier to communicate the data back and forth, which isn't terribly hard. Have you built Zaps before? No. Um, yeah, Zaps aren't terribly hard. Um, And the truth of the matter is you can pay somebody 15 bucks on Fiverr or something to build Zaps for you. Like it's not hard. My biggest problem with, with Zapier is always this. I don't ever remember what my passwords and I've got so many accounts and it doesn't like to log out of accounts. So uh, I just chose this one. Um, yeah, this one doesn't have a ton, but I'll, I'll show you. So here, I've got um, a young lady that does graphics for us. Um, you know, when I need a little bit of extra help. And I've given her access to a particular Google Drive folder, right? But that's not the folder that the rest of the, the team uses where we're actually working with the graphics but I don't want her having access to the folder where the whole team is because I don't trust her. She's being completely blunt. 
Okay. She's just an, an adjunct person to the team. So I have this Google Drive folder that every time she uploads a file here, I've set up a trigger that whenever a new file is put in this folder, it automatically moves it to the team folder. Hmm. Okay, that's a zap. Um, See if I can actually log out of this account. And so, as far as the white label, who designs it? The go high level people, or do you have to do it that yourself? No, you do. So the the upside of go high level is they give you a lot of freedom. The downside of go high level is they give you a lot of freedom. Um, so yeah, you do that part. See, this is what I'm saying. It, it won't let me log out now. It won't. Okay. So yeah, so there are some, some things that are built in um, and then the rest of the stuff you use zaps. So now we come to my zaps here. Zapier is, is, is super cool. Um, and mind you, that's um, a geek saying it, okay? <laughs> so you'll see here like, we have Active Campaign, Acuity, Calendly, Circle, Google Drive, Stripe, YouTube, and Zoho, all as apps that we've connected um, to this particular account for different things. And it's all about moving data back and forth. So like Tanika does um, her virtual hangout. And with the virtual hangout, I just clicked on this one. I'm not even sure which one this is. So when the loads, I'll tell you. Um, okay, so when a new appointment is created in Acuity, the record gets updated in Active Campaign. Mm. Okay, um, and so here it actually knows what type of, of appointment is being created, right? So which calendar, which appointment is was created, and that's when this will will fire. And then it's going to create a um, create or update a contact and active campaign where it passes in all of the information and even adds my tag, so it drops it in my automations, all that type of stuff, right? So uh, they will need to basically have the journey listed out. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I mean, you gotta know what you're creating, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Um, for her membership, this manages her membership right here to her community. When new people sign up, this gets them, um, make sure that they've paid and make sure that they, they're in all the right automations it sends them their username and password so that they can log in. 
and interacts with a bunch of stuff. So you can build multi-steps. Um, we had a problem, just like I just showed you with the moving of the files. We had a problem with her computer because I bought her a computer with the wrong size hard drive on it, which I can't really fix too easily now. And she keeps running out of space in the hard drive because she keeps shooting these videos. So great, what did I do? I created a zap that every time she shoots a video, it automatically moves the file mm. off of her computer. Like you can do all sorts of fun stuff with zaps. Um, yeah, you can have a lot of fun in here. Um, do you mind showing me how your Go High Level is like branded? Like what it looks like when you log in and stuff? Um, so yes and no, hold on. And basically, Zap is not a thing that you just create once. You don't have to mess with it. It's like a constant thing that you have to update. Yes. Um, so I can't show you my Go High level because I no longer am using it because I farmed all of that stuff out and don't manage it anymore myself. Because mm. I got tired of managing it. <laughs> Um, so I sold it off to somebody else. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> is that hard to manage? Wait, what do you no, mean by you sold I, it off? I just don't want to do the day-to-day -day management. So I don't. As you know, far don't. as? As the, the, the setup, because... The thing that's great with Go High Level, as I said, is it gives you so much control right? Um, and you can really configure every single account to be the way you want. I don't want to talk to people every single day. And nor do I want to, which I had, keep a customer service staff who's dealing with that stuff. So I don't. Um, so for most people, so most of it I have gotten rid of and only kept a few. Um, and we I migrated those to Active Campaign only because Active Campaign will do the management for me. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, for you on your side, it makes a ton of sense. I don't have my client base isn't, isn't going to grow big enough to make it worthwhile is the honest truth, because I, I just don't want that many clients. Oh, there's the rain. Um, we're about to get the storm. We're getting the tropical storm. It just started. Is it the one moving up the coast? Yeah, it just oh hit us. Goodness. Um, so what am I telling you? Um, it's better for agencies. Yes. And, and so where it was great for me and for what I wanted to do personally, I didn't want to manage my clients in that way. So I farmed that off to another company. He's taking care of that. And the few that I kept for my own personal reasons, moved those to Active Campaign so that Active Campaign, they can just call Active Campaign. They don't have to call me. Yeah. Right. But if you're, and, and so I'm now managing, what is it? 
three or four um, through active campaign. Not a big deal. If you've got 20, you don't want to do that. You don't want to have 20 instances of active campaign and you want to go high level. Um, because at that point, you can afford to have somebody on staff who can manage this whole thing. Right. So as much as I loved it, it didn't fit me in the right. end. Right. So that's why, that's yes, no, I can't really show it to you. <laughs> yeah. It's technically. But it would be helpful to have somebody who can do the zaps. Instead of just recommending people to go to Fiverr, or do you think someone on my team should be able to set up zaps for everybody? Um, so the reality is, and they don't let you templatize zaps, but um, it's not that hard. And once you do them once, it's literally copy and paste. Like you can open two Zap accounts and just recopy it. And it's not that difficult. Um, and so I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell you to tell your client to go to Fiverr. I would keep somebody on five, from Fiverr on your staff. Oh, OK. Right? OK. The client doesn't need to understand that. That's, that's your whole point. Is, helping them streamline and right. that ain't going to streamline that's just going to frustrate them because they're going to think it's some computer language and they're going to screw it up and then they're going to be sending their contacts to Timbuktu and, and blaming you and you don't want that okay anything else that I should consider preparing for So that I'm not just going crazy. No, the go high level guys will take pretty good care of you and, and give you um, support you personally as you start to do this. So I think you'll be fine there. Um, and yeah, I think you'll be okay um, with the product side, right? Um, Let me see here. Yeah, yeah, then they're not going to give you a ton on their homepage that helps you. Yeah. Okay, do you understand what you have to do in order to create which, this offer? Create this offer for the business coaches? Yes. I need to do the value ladder. Mm -hmm. I need to figure out which type of business coach I wanna work with. Mm -hmm. um, figure out their before state and their after state which is also helps you to find that value ladder that you're taking them through and what are the steps that they need to go through to get there, right? Can you send me that one page where it had the boxes that I can write in? Yeah. Yep. Here's my email, here it is. 
attaching this now for you. Okay, sent it. Thank you. So yeah, I'm going to listen to this recording about four more times before our next call. <laughs> I do that sometimes. That, that's fine. Um, take your time with this, okay? And also... Well, it's interesting. Like, I'm happy that we have this call because I just got asked to speak um, for the Wichita Chamber in a podcast, and they want to hear about what's new with VGAA and everything. And you know me, I just would have been like, yeah, everybody can buy this product. But now I'm going to, I have to like pitch it totally different. And I don't even know if I'm ready to talk to them about it at this point. I think I might push it back. So when you're doing those spots, right? All you're doing is defining the before state, the problem state of, the, of what's going on that's wrong, and then the happy state, the end. You don't have to tell them how you, you do that. You don't have to give all the steps in between, okay? So going into that meeting, that's what you wanted to know. Okay. Um, you know how, when, what I do is, right? And so the know how, when, mm -hmm. and that defines the problem. Okay. What I do is defines the happy state. Mm -hmm. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, yeah. You know how there, there, especially right now in 2021, so many business coaches have popped up online and there's so many people in this space now. And one, it's become so much harder for legit business coaches who've been around to survive because they were struggling before feeling like they were you know just chasing their tail all the time because they were out of time all the time now they've got all of this new competition and it just it's driving them absolutely insane so what we've done at VGA LLC is we have figured out how to help that business coach who's been around who's helping and you define the type of customer that they're helping, who's helping um, other businesses master their communications. We've figured out how to help them streamline their processes so that they could be more effective and stop chasing their tail and actually increase their profits. You're so good at sales. No, I'm good at marketing. There's a difference. Yeah, you told me that one time before. My pitching is not great. And I'm just like, we're just going to save you a lot of time. We're just going to help you spend time with your family. 
pitching is is marketing. It's being able to def- to tell the story and define where you are and where you're going and why it's great to be there. Right? And why it's great to be there. Okay. So practice it, write it down and practice it before you do that call. It's a live stream podcast. Okay. Well, practice it before the live stream podcast. I hate lives. Oh, come on. You know, it's so funny. I, I much prefer live than recorded. I'll let you have it. Yeah. Um, much prefer live. I can get on, turn the camera on, go live, and let's talk. Let's, let's you know, have a conversation back and forth. But knowing that there's no one on the other side is harder for me than knowing that there's someone there that I'm actually talking to. Talking to. Yeah. So that's that's me. Um, what do you uh, want from me before our next call? Well, I want this done. <laughs> Don't roll your eyes at me, young lady. <laughs> You're out of time. It's September. You want to launch yeah. this for, for Thanksgiving. You don't have a sales page yet. You don't have a lot of stuff, which you can't get to until... You I yeah. So yeah, you gotta you gotta get cracking on this. Okay. And you gotta get pitching on this. I would start pitching this to every business coach you could possibly think of that you know. Okay. Okay. If yeah. I were you, I would go into Facebook groups. There are tons of Facebook groups of business coaches. I would go into Facebook groups, meet some business coaches and say, hey, I need your help. Can I pitch something to you? You tell me if this resonates with you. I'm not trying to sell you. I don't want you to buy this. Tell me if this resonates with you or not. And let them tell you. And also, as I tell my kids all the time, always be mindful of who is giving you advice because you may ask advice and realize that you are not my target customer. So your Mm -hmm. advice really means because many men and women have failed by listening to the advice of people who weren't their target customer and changed their their pitch (laughs) and then failed because they talked to the wrong person. Right. Okay. I'm on it. I can't wait to see what you produce. Stop. I don't even, I'm not even gonna show you because you're gonna be like, Todd, this is all wrong. You forgot this, you forgot that. Yeah. <sighs> Ty, you're probably gonna get it wrong. And yeah. you have to you have to be okay with that and forgive yourself. Okay. And understand this is what people literally get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to do. Okay. Like nobody expects you to be good at this right out the gate. You're going to get it wrong. Forgive yourself, but you got to get it wrong in order to get it right. 
Okay. Sounds good. My How long before this recording is going to be on the YouTube page? <laughs> It's one o'clock now, my, one o'clock my time now. Um, it probably will take about an hour to process. So hopefully, hopefully I, I can do it for you before four. Today. Okay. Is that, that, that's soon enough or you need it before that? I mean, I would like it before that, but four o'clock is okay. I'll do it as soon as I can, all right? Yeah, I'm gonna try to watch it again before I pick up my baby. Okay. All righty, thank you. You're welcome, my dear. Talk Have to a you nice soon. day. Bye-bye.